Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What's up, y'all? This is Ed Lover. This is, come on, son. The podcast. Coming up in this podcast, we're going to talk about stuff. I call this podcast Shit Done Change. Because shit has definitely done change. And I'm going to explain this to y'all in full. Let's go. Let's come on, son, the podcast. What's good, y'all? It's your man Ed Love again. Come on, son, the podcast. Super producer Krista. My man Cam Quotes. Oversaw by the one and only Combat Jack. It's not going to be a long podcast today. We're going to have a little conversation today with the one and only Tommy Davidson also. But I just want to pull y'all coat to a couple of things right now. And this is sparked by the recent events that you all probably know about. The arrest of Young Thug, his YSL associates, and Gunna, the most famous two out of that whole group. You got to look at this stuff as a whole and say to yourself from every perspective, Shit done change. I don't know if y'all heard for a while there, Jay-Z and, of course, Meek Mill and other people were working diligently to try to get uh, people that got mandatory sentences from back in the days from nonviolent crimes released. But there was also something interested that Jay-Z was a part of, and so was Meek Mill, and it was to try to get certain states to not use your lyrics and music against you in a court of law. Social media, as the prosecutor said, in this case against Young Gunner, I mean, not Young Gunner, Young Thug and Gunner, social media always is a great tool for prosecutors. They're talking about the RICO Act, y'all, and I need y'all to take your time and look up RICO. It's a racketeering charge. It's a federal charge. It's not usually a state charge. But when they come with a RICO Act, normally they have been watching you. And in this case, a young thug and gunner, they've been watching YSL for well over seven to 10 years. Seven to 10 years, saying that they are responsible for 80% of the crime in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. The crime in Atlanta is crazy. They say, allegedly, YSL had something to do with shooting up Little Wayne's bus, allegedly YSL had a hit out on YFN, Lucci. When he got locked up, they tried to stab him. Lucci got locked up, allegedly, for a murder that his friend got murdered when he was driving and they were shooting, allegedly, again, at some YSL associates. This is not 1930. This is 2022. If you're an adult, And you got a young man out there, a teenage son, a teenage daughter, but mostly to my young black men. 
The street life ain't getting you shit. But death or jail. That's it. The association with street life ain't getting you shit. Death or jail. I am not blind to what other people do in podcasts. There's some podcasts that I like. There's some podcasts that I dislike. One of the podcasts that I like is a million dollars worth of game with Wallow and Gilly. And the reason why I like it is because they try to drop game on young black men coming from the perspective of someone that was in the fucking system. I heard Wallow say he did five years, juvie, 20 years lockdown. One of my friends, my man G, who has his own businesses, he has more than one cheesesteak place here in Atlanta, was Wallow Selly for a while when he was locked up on a drug charge. Another one of my good friends here, first initial S, did almost seven years locked up on the drug charge. My man Kev Childs, Don Diva Magazine, almost 10 on the drug charge. Gucci Mane, locked up on the drug charge and, and other charges. Wayne got locked up for a gun. Jaru got locked up for a gun. Bobby Smurda got locked up for being a part of whatever crew that he was in. Remy Ma did almost seven years for allegedly shooting somebody behind $2,000. That was then. Technology has changed immensely. This is 2022. Why in God's name do you fucking think you can get away with some shit that was difficult for your parent to get away with. If you got a young son, play this for your young son. There's no martyrism or no martyrdom. That's the word I'm looking for. No martyrdom for you to die at such a young age. Nobody's going to give a fuck besides your parents. Yeah, they throw you up on a t-shirt, but your parents are going to be the ones that's organizing the balloon to everybody getting together for the barbecue to remember you after they laid you to rest. Your homeboy is going to go on about their business and they probably going to, one of them going to start fucking your bitch. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? You work your ass off to get somewhere, to be something as an artist and you can't break your association with a street fucking game? Come on, y'all. Takashi 69's a fucking snitch. It ain't no two ways about it. He used that gang for protection, but where are those dudes at? They locked up. Everybody talk about the BMF this, BMF that, but I guarantee you right now, Little Meech would trade what he has now if he had the opportunity to have had his father by, him, by his side. That run wasn't that long. Look it up. Nine times out of ten, somebody going to get popped and they're going to fucking snitch on you. Or they have so much surveillance when they're watching you, phones are tapped. The federal government ain't got nothing but time and resources. If they can lock El Chapo up, what the fuck make you think they can't lock you and your little 28 niggas up? You don't think shit going to change? 
Some of these dudes are looking at life. Life. It's a long time. You're 20-something years old, you come home when you're 48, 49. Who the fuck want to hear your old war stories about what you used to do? But when you were out here and you had the opportunity to do something positive, you chose the other route. Why do we continue to choose fucking violence? It's not a means to anything possible. I don't understand this shit, y'all. I've been through this. I'm in my 50s. I've been through it. I watched one of my friends with a promising career in live squad stretch, get killed behind some fucking bullshit. Pop, dead, behind some fucking bullshit. Biggie, dead, behind some fucking bullshit. It's already bad enough that we don't, as black men, don't go to the doctor like we should. And we steady catching heart attacks and shit like that could be prevented. That if we had recorded early prostate cancer and shit like that, that we could have nipped the shit in the bud. Let women feel any little thing going on with their bodies, they go to the doctor. Us? Nah. We got to be men. We got to hold it down. Bye-bye. All this. Yo, this shit is, this shit is stupid. There's a laundry list of either dead or jailed rappers. And it seems like from 2010 on, it should be becoming more prevalent every fucking single day. I don't understand why. What is the glory about getting locked up? Why you got to try to live what you say on the record? Everybody didn't live what they say on records. You're an artist. An artist paints a picture of certain things. An artist. Okay? I'm going to give you a classic example of an artist. As a juvenile, running the streets of Queens, New York, 50 was involved in petty hustles, petty drug dealing, small time, this, that, and the third, got locked up for it, came out, got into some street bullshit with Ja Rule, Allegedly, Supreme was involved in him being shot nine times. I said alleged because I can't tell you whether or not that's true. Okay? But the point of the matter is the dude did a 360 with his life once he started rapping and took every single opportunity that was presented to him to have G-Unit clothing. He made a mint off of that shit. Producing television, producing movies, Now he get on the record with y'all like he said and said, I ain't gang, gang, gang. I don't gang bang. But if you fuck with me, I roll up side of you and let the bang bang and let your brains hang. He's clearly letting them know I, I ain't in no fucking gang. Y'all want to be in the gangs. Somebody tell me one motherfucker that you know, and please hit me up on social media at Ed Lover on Instagram. Please. Hit me up if you can tell me one motherfucker that you know that did all the shit that these motherfuckers is doing and now retired, living somewhere fat, living off the hog with a whole shitload of money. Tell me. Tell me. Because I don't know the motherfucker. Suge Knight is locked up. This company was worth $100 million in the 90s. 
Y'all motherfuckers just want to do stupid ass shit and Drake is laughing his way to the fucking bank. Toronto. That's where he from. See Drake banging out all that. Do you don't hear that shit? He's just making records. You don't hear that shit from Quavo and them? Don't hear that shit. But a cat like NBA Youngboy want to run back and forth to fucking jail. Want to be in beef. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You don't think the feds are listening to all of these conversations? Your cell phones are tapped. If the, if, if the feds are looking for you, they'll put wiretaps in your home. Your TVs that you hang in your living room, and if you don't believe me as an adult, look it up. They listen to what the fuck you talk about in your house. That's why they call them smart TVs. Go ahead and become a serious threat and start planning on blowing up some shit in the United States and see if they don't come get your ass. Try it. Try it. They're not playing no games out here. And they can use what you say on records if they can if they can even make it seem like it's true. The feds have unlimited resources. One of my favorite dudes that I watch, and I watch them come up from street life shit to now trying to influence the youth in every way possible, is my man, my son, the general. Mice went to jail for a long time for an alleged armed robbery. Ask Mice who held him down when he was sitting in a fucking cell. Mice was nasty on this microphone shit. Nasty. Major record deal. Out the fucking window. On some petty bullshit. Ask Mice. Mice don't, my son don't have a problem telling you about his past. That's why he out here trying to school and coach every fucking day. Talking to people in the neighborhoods. Talking to people on his space. On his, uh, on his Instagram 60,000 people listening to him all the time because he's telling you from the perspective of a motherfucker that knows. I'll tell you about my ass, okay? My parents made it clear. I said it right. Parents. Two parents in the house when I grew up. My parents made it clear that if you do some stupid shit, I ain't coming to get you. And I'm not putting my house up to bond you out. I don't have money like that to get you, and I'm not coming to get you. They made that abundantly clear to all of us. All of us. Don't do this shit, because you're on your fucking own. I didn't raise you like that. That's not what this is about. Don't do it. And crack cocaine and drugs was running rampant through our neighborhood. Rampant. I dabbled. Not in sales. Picking up some money. And I got my ass out of there. I've seen too many people get fucking caught up in this shit and get killed or go to jail. Football numbers. Somebody always snitching. One of the most famous drug dealers in New York City from Harlem, Alpo, who got killed. Snitched on every fucking body when they caught him. When he left New York and went to D.C. and all of those murders that they had him dead to rights with, he told on everybody. Then brought his ass back to Harlem like he's the king of Harlem from his witness protection. And, they, and eventually I knew somebody was going to kill him. 
I can't say that I was surprised by it. I don't wish it on anybody, but I can't say I was surprised by it. Because Rich Porter, who he killed, was very beloved in New York City. So if it wasn't Rich's people, somebody was going to get him for sure, for some other shit. And I'm not even sure why he got killed. And it's not my business. But what I'm trying to tell you is that's the end. It's the jail cell or it's the grave. And I don't understand why every generation that comes after the generation that just told you this shit thinks that it can't be them. Why? Didn't even touch Puff. His main man, Wolf. Got into it with BMF and ended up getting killed. Why? This tough shit ain't working. It don't, it don't work for nobody. You're not El Chapo and he's locked up. Fuck out of here, man. Nobody, nobody, nobody. And it ain't even like, like Gunna. I seen Gunna in the movie that my man did. Really good. I thought he was good. Young Thug was making records. He said some controversial shit before that he thought he's bigger than Jay-Z. I, I was like, come on. But why you can't leave these street associations alone? What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to make money, take your family somewhere where it hasn't been taken to before, and go 100% legit, and then give something back to the fucking people. Build a better tomorrow for other people. Not stay in this shit. It wasn't a young thug's baby mama that got killed outside of the bowling alley on some bullshit argument about a bowling ball. Now it's, it's kids pops is looking at all this time. This is not this is not a bullshit game. It's not. I don't know how many times OGs like myself got to reiterate this to you. If you are a fan of Come On Son the podcast and you have an opportunity to let your son listen to this podcast or your nephew, please do. Even if you have to force them, the feds are not playing fucking games. They don't care if you're 15. They don't care if you're 16. If you commit an adult crime at 15 years old, you will be doing adult time in an adult prison. You will be doing it. Half of these little motherfuckers out here don't even know the law. I watched the first 48. They don't know the law. I watched for my man. These ladies out here, young girls, don't know the law. If you went to rob somebody and with while you were robbing that person the person with you shot and killed that person you're going to jail for felony murder if you and your man went to rob somebody doing a home invasion and the homeowner pulled his shit out and shot your man dead inside his house you're going to get charged for your man's murder because it's 
a murder committed within the commission of a crime. You weren't supposed to be in there doing the shit in the first place. You're getting charged with his murder. Every state is different. But I know down in these southern states, this shit rings true. A lot of you dudes out here got kids. You want to be away from your kid for that long? Then wonder why your kid repeat the same stupid shit that you did. Now, after you done did all this time, you want to come home and start talking about you want to counsel and all this. And guess what? I got my GED and why they won't let us take college classes no more. You had the opportunity to do that when you was outside. And they make money off of you being in prison. They make fucking money. Private prisons make money. And the more you do the dumb shit, the more people they get to lock up, the more money that they make. They get these contracts from the government where they get paid by bed. So if they got a 300-bed prison, they need to fill it up with 300 dumb fucks like y'all. Dumb. Beef. Drama. Bullshit. Bragging about it. We do this. We do that. Pull out the Draco. I'm going to do this. You don't think they hear this shit? They get into your phone. Your phone, cell phone, tell your whole story. They know where you've been. Man, y'all motherfuckers need to start watching First 48 and other crime shows. Crime 360. Your cell phone pings off of a tower. You can't say you weren't there. You can't say you weren't there. This shit is disgusting, man. And like I told y'all, I'm not going to hold you. Okay? I promise that. I'm not going to hold you. I'm going to just ask you to take care of yourself, be wary of what you're doing, and stay the fuck out the streets and go to school. Because street niggas look like it. they got it now, but guess who's going to have it later on? That's what my pops told me, and he was right. When I got it, the same niggas that thought they was the niggas was locked up. Coming home, asking me about jobs and shit. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to do this construction thing. Yo, Ed, let me get your number. I'm like, put in your phone. Oh, shit, you know, I don't know how to use no phone. I just came home. That whole time you was gone, I was born. The whole time. Yeah, square ass. Yeah, I'll be that. I'll be that, but I know where where I'm going to be. And I know where you were and where you were at. And I know where you was at, where you where you was being. Where you was calling the motherfuckers collect. Where you was mad because niggas wasn't putting nothing on your commissary and you thought them was your boys. Yeah, when they put your ass somewhere so far away, the motherfuckers want to come and see you. And at first they were sending you pictures. But then even that shit stopped. You depending on your mama because your mama's the only motherfucking one you can depend on. Not them niggas that was your so-called boys. And you 40-year-old, 39-year-old niggas, stop living your second childhood. The fuck is wrong with you? You're supposed to be schooling these little niggas. You want to be a part of the gang gang. The fuck? The fuck? The fuck is the right word for that. I don't know what's in y'all minds, man. There's legit money out here. Y'all not even going out for no big money. Y'all think it's something y'all ran up in a bank and got $5,000. $5,000 ain't no fucking money. 
Learn mathematics, motherfucker. $5,000 split between three motherfuckers ain't no money. You're hustling backwards. You're going to do more time than that $5,000 was worth. Or you're knocking out some old person in your own fucking neighborhood and robbing them. That's disgusting. And that should be met, met with nothing more than violence on the part of grown-ass men and homeowners from your neighborhoods. You little stupid motherfuckers trying to do home invasions, breaking in people's cars and robbing people. For what? $80? So you come off with $200. You don't rob somebody. Is all that time you're going to get worth that $200? All this gang gang shit? Okay. That racketeering. That Rico. Look it up. Racketeering is some serious shit. John Gotti got off plenty of times. They finally got that motherfucker on that racketeering. Know why? Because he was on tape talking about how he's going to kill Sammy the Bull, his right-hand fucking man. Sammy heard that, flipped on him. Got him, gone. Died in jail. All right. That's the motherfucker you want to idolize? That's what y'all want to do. That's what y'all want to do. Y'all want to be big-time motherfucking criminals. I'm telling you, from experience, from lifetime experience, from listening to other dudes that tell you, when they give you that million dollars worth of game, take it. When the OGs tell you don't do that shit, listen to them. Okay, 35 years in a six by eight ain't cool. Being told when to wake up, when to go to sleep, when to go in the yard, that ain't cool. Learning how to make a fucking cheese sandwich, a grilled cheese or jail wine or whatever. Shit ain't cool to be locked up with a bunch of fucking men. Get your head on right, man. Coming up, my conversation with the one and only Mr. Tommy Davidson. This is, come on, son. Come on, son. You know your fucking stupid ass wasn't supposed to be up there. Come on, son. You do it all without breaking a sweat, like being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to homework. Why do the kids have so much homework? Family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet, and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway, and you do it all in style. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals, not to mention your side hustle, that's why we created the fully reimagined Infiniti QX60, a luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. With premium features like a panoramic moonroof, ample cargo space, and available massaging front seats, to bring the ease of luxury to your everyday. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you take on life and all the chaos that may come with it in style. Learn more at infinityusa.com. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. This episode of Kibbutz on the podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. You know, it's an honor to be invited to a wedding, even more so when you're a part of that special day. It was the 1970s, and following a popular song of the day, Sheila got the best of Kenneth's love. McDonald's is a huge part of their lives, so naturally, that's where they got married. 
The owner let the young couple have the ceremony and reception there for a memorable and affordable day. Cheers to all the couples getting married this wedding season. I'm loving it. Come on, son. You know your fucking stupid ass wasn't supposed to be up there. Come on, son. Tommy Davidson, my main man right here. What's now up, brother? What do? <laughs> now what though? Now what though? Do a little Ed Lover dance right there, TD. Dude, we're doing the Ed dance. Tommy's at the Atlanta Comedy Theater, right? Yeah, all weekend. Okay. Tonight, tomorrow. Uh-huh. We killed last night. How was last night, man? Oh, you did lovely. two shows last night? Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, Atlanta's a different place. Man, you've been mm. you've been doing comedy so long. Have you run out of stuff to talk about? No, and never. <laughs> never never. Never. I talk about I talk about <laughs> I talk about the different relationship between black people and white people and dogs. Black you, people, white people, and, and dogs. dogs. Yeah, that's a that's a huge difference. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you ain't been up at night like you see the commercial and the dog looking right at you, the dog's freezing. Yeah. The dog, you know, he got like a Popeye. He got he got <laughs> he got a poncho on. They talking about feed this dog for six cents. I'm like, you right there. <laughs> you got a whole camera crew there. Feed the dog. Feed the dog your damn self. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you tapping into my pockets, man. Yeah. Feed the dog. You know what? One of my favorite things that you have ever done to me, and I don't think people recognize you enough as an actor, is bamboozled that oh, you did with Spike Lee. Thank Link. you. Thank you. That was that was um incredible. I love that movie. Thank you very much. And um, Spike came to my office, put his feet on my desk, uh-huh. <laughs> and said, you're the only one that can play this role. You're the only one that can play this role. I spent three months with him writing that script. Wow. Now, how you like that? Wow. Writing that script. Those were, that was, you know, we we, we, we come from a, a, a renaissance starting probably about in 89, all the way. It went all the way till about 2005. Right. With, with just pure, just pureness. Synergy. All the way. Yeah, this, this was before Puffy was on. This was before um either Leaders or the New School was even signed. Right. There was, there was a whole there was a whole thing before. Right. You know, a a, a, a pre prelude to the whole thing. And we and we were there. Yes. We're blessed. We were there. Yes. I was there with you when uh Tupac performed on In Living Color. That's right. I was That's there. Right. Pac, you were there. When the when the, the infamous uh <laughs> Limo driver stuff. <laughs> oh my God! I was right there. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Absolutely. Yeah. When you look back on your career in Living Color, is probably for Black people, right? The number one sketch show ever, ever, ever in the ever. history. So many yeah. stars were born just from In Living Color. When you look back on your contributions to In Living Color, what would you say is your favorite character that you did? My favorite character, uh, probably. Has so many probably um, Sweet Tooth Jones, the karate teacher, <laughs> karate teacher, yeah, yeah, karate protecting your body, sugar bear, lolly dotty, you know. But 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 the the biggest moments were probably Hammer, Michael Jackson doing Spike. Right. I was the only one that did all the impressions. Me and Jamie with the with the ugly woman. Yes, Wanda. And, yeah, Wanda. Right. And then and then just doing all the stuff with Jim. No one would work with Jim because he worked all night. <laughs> really? But, but I, I, hey, listen, I was down with him. We went all night long with Fire Marshal Bill. Uh, 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 what was her name? Uh, Vera DeMilo. Yes. The the the, the bodybuilder. The bodybuilder. We, body we, oh, we did all kind of stuff, man. Yes. Can't top it, man, brother. Brother, you have been a comedian for so long and making people laugh for so long. 
When you saw what happened at the Oscars, what was your reaction? Ah, man. I was like, well, at least everybody know what I know. Because <laughs> he, he came at me two years ago, but wasn't to be no smack, though. Uh-huh. But, but, you know, I just felt like, oh, come on, man. You know, all, all, all those jets and all them stakes, and you doing good and all that, and, and Chris is doing his job, man. Right. You know what I mean? It's ain't nothing that serious. Did you feel like it was an attack on comedy? Did you feel like it was like, okay, now it's open season on comedians? Nah, I just think it was I think it was one of those things where it was like when emotions a dude in DC told me this. He said, Tommy, when emotions are high, common sense is at an all time low. Wow. So I I did the math. His award was coming up next. Okay? Let's go to his head, Will's head, right? Right. He lost that thing consecutive times in a row, mm-hmm. right? Right. He's the top box office draw, but never got an Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. His girl is out there claiming that somebody else did the uh-uh with, you know? The entanglement. He's got all that going on in his head at one time. They they take a break. I, he maybe hit the bar. I don't know. And then he's, <laughs> it's a countdown towards the award. Chris says that joke. You know, hey. Right. You know, it's, I just think it was an emotional reaction, but ain't no justification, you know. Right. Yeah, ain't no justification. The first thing I thought to myself was, <laughs> oh, man, what is Chris' mom, like, do, uh, doing right now? Right. Because Chris, Chris from Brooklyn, you know. It's yeah, like, absolutely. There's a lot of them, too. Yeah, and I know his mother. You know, she's just, she's a, a mother mother. She's the one that love everybody. Right. And, and I was just imagining her, watching her son get smacked. It don't matter who it is. That's right. You know, so it was just... It hurt, and Chris has a family. Chris got children. (laughs) Yeah, and then coming off of the whole Kevin Hart can't host the Oscars. Right. It's always this thing about black people where there's all this this stuff that goes on in these big venues that white people have where it's just all this pressure on us, and for what? Mm. We don't even run the things. You know what I mean? So it didn't help because now all eyes on two black men and we ain't never done nothing wrong. Right. How have you persevered, man, at, uh, through all these years, knowing what you know, the Hollywood shuffles, mm-hmm, crazy? Mm-hmm. How have you persevered, man? Man, I, I, I was just lucky enough to stay um, Tommy, Barbara Davidson's youngest son, Tommy. And that's all I've really ever been. You know, she she was a giver. You know, she bring the groceries in and start. We was on welfare, dude, in D.C. Mm. She'd bring the groceries in and start handing them out to kids in the building. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, she's like, you don't ask me what I'm doing. Okay? You don't ask me what I'm doing. You got what you need. You ask me what I'm doing. You know, so I took her I took her attitude with me. Like, everybody got enough. You know, I've always rolled in there and done my thing. And then if ever I could help anybody, I did it, man. You know, so so that's I think that's what helped me. Thank you so much for this. Wonderful surprise of you stopping hey, by and man. seeing me today, man. I wouldn't have missed that for the world, man. That's you my man. And you were there at you were there at the epicenter of In Living Color. Absolutely. Your show broke the show. It was the Monday morning. It was the Monday mornings after In Living Color that was the most important. My man. Come on, son, son. Had to get serious with y'all real quick on Come On, Son. I hope you enjoyed that brief talk I had with one of the funniest men in America, Mr. Tommy Davis. Tommy Davidson, it's my guy. Humble beginnings, man. Humble. I didn't never know. I never knew he was adopted until I watched uh, Uncensored on TV One. Big up TV One too. Um, great shit coming up, man. TV shows coming up. Movie coming up. 
Very happy about where my life is right now. Back on the stage doing stand-up. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. If y'all see my name somewhere in the marquee, come check me out. I am pretty funny. Um, I do my thing. I ain't going to lie to you, okay? Thank y'all, man. Keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week, man. It's Kibba inside the podcast. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Peace, y'all. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.